1: I will, will share with you my one Rage
0: Quit story. I'm a robot and I don't have a solo press now 8 This is gonna be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We got ghosted by two of the boys and uh, I'm just here with Zach to talk about a, a different keyword. And we're doing this again. People have been enjoying the episodes and this time we got the Yan Low on deck. So Zach, what's good? How's it going, man? It's nice to see you. Got, a, got another Michi- Michigander, man. Good good for you guys playing a bunch of Malvo up there. Yeah, we're
1: trying to keep it uh, pretty regular up here.
0: And I think Michigan's one of those states, and I, I've noticed this in a lot of different meadows. Uh, I remember out in Kansas, it was kind of Kansas, and Kansas, Oklahoma, and Nebraska would kind of get a good group going. And I've always noticed Michigan's a good state that always has a good kind of it's almost like there's good central locations where everybody can meet up to, so it's always a good meta.
1: Yeah, it's really easy to collect people up in Grand Rapids or down by Detroit, and you know, it's a few hours drive at most for most people.
0: Yeah, so definitely, definitely excited to talk about Yon Low. Um, got another keyword that, once again, if if you are interested talking about your keyword, you can always uh, just reach out easiest ways uh, probably just email rage.quit.wire at gmail.com set up just like hey i want to talk about this keyword and we've had now this probably the sixth or seventh one we've done and it's a reser one and a tenth under one but we had some reser love that needed to be had on the podcast and i am not well equipped to talk about it by myself so i appreciate you coming on thank you i appreciate being on But before we get into it, make sure that you guys are checking us out. You can do that on Twitter. You can do that on the Instagram. And we have our own Rage Wire Discord channel. We are only 50 subs away from giving away our first box of either the title of your choice or the core crew box of your choice. So make sure that when we have a new video coming out here soon, uh, that you like, share, make sure you subscribe. And when we get to 500, we will do a giveaway. So make sure that you're subbed up, get yourself a free box out of it. Uh, and it can be any of these new title ones that are coming out. If you're like me and Chris, who have pretty much every dang crew in the game. <laughs> so definitely good that you can get the crew boxes out of this. And finally, if you want to support us directly, you can do that at rage or patreon.com slash rage quit wire. We can support us as little as a dollar. We actually have a current goal up where if we get to 50 patrons, we'll start putting a YouTube video out weekly. This will include maybe like top 10 lists. It'll include, uh, we'll we're really trying to get the bat rep down. I don't know if you've noticed, Zach, but Malifaux is a tough game to do a good bat rep with. So we're kind of going back and forth trying to figure out a good method to that madness. But definitely getting a video out every week is uh, something we'll do if we get up to 50 patrons. So if you want to support us and get more YouTube content, get us to that 50, we're going to put it out. Heck yeah. All right, let's get into this thing. So... Yan Low, first off, I will say Yan Lowe's aesthetics, as far as these models go, they're really cool. They kind of got this undead samurai kind of vibe to them. I don't know how long have you been playing one resers, but how long have you been playing Yan Low there, Zach?
1: I've been uh, I've been playing resers almost the entire time I've been in Malifo, So my group got in just around the beginning of third edition pushing near the uh beginning of gg1 uh started out never born played them for a little bit but honestly i needed my undead abominations <laughs> so i swapped over swapped over to rezzers and Yan was was one of those ones i wanted to pick up i was able to pick up his uh whole crew basically painted online that saved sweet. me some time a bunch Save of effort yanlo's beard Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even though I have the shirt that says I survived it, I, I had nothing to do with that. You
0: know, just put a little asterisk next to it. It's okay. <laughs> you get to pay for the privilege. But no, I've been playing Yanlo roughly as long as I've been in Rezzers. Yeah, and his keyword's just cool. You have these just undead kind of samurai warriors that can take the hit somehow with their little skeleton arms and... You have the big empty samurai suit that is just a beater that can come back to life, which definitely sucks. And the keyword in general has this weird, I mean, this upgrade mechanic. It's reliquaries and what,
1: relics? Is that the other word for it? It's reliquaries. Relics are uh, McCabe.
0: Okay, yeah. So reliquaries where they're basically handing off these reliquaries to different models and they get different effects based off of it.
1: Yeah, thematically speaking, um, all the reliquaries come from the ancestors, which are just literally as their name suggests, the ancestors of Yan Lo. So whenever they die, those pass off to a friendly. It's like they're they're holding on to an essence of their soul, and so they gain, you know, abilities that are reminiscent of the uh, named model in which they come from.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of it's one of those key words where I don't like Rezzers. I've never been an undead faction player in any of the war games that I've played. So I will say, though, Yan Lo's aesthetics are really cool. And the idea of these reliquaries are cool, where I've almost bought into Rezzers just because of that keyword. So it's a really cool way, mechanics and way it works. So
1: definitely really excited to talk about them. Yeah, he's the he's the closest thing to a dignified rezzer that you're gonna get until uh <laughs> I don't know. Uh Seamus cleans
0: up pretty nice if you look at his title card.
1: Yeah, but he's still a degenerate. He is.
0: I mean, it's kinda like that, you know, greased up, slick rick kind of guy where it's like, okay, I mean, how cleaned up can he actually be, you know?
1: <laughs> right. I mean he's still gonna stab you at the end of the
0: day. Yeah, that's the sad thing about Seamus. he's really good at doing it now, apparently. Yeah. With flowers
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so looking at and let's just talk generally about because i think we're going to focus mostly on two yeah uh, but i will we'll take a quick look at one so what is the first version of yanlo really doing for his crew and then we'll kind of get into the second
1: yeah Yon low is i mean in my opinion he's the the king of unorthodox play styles both versions the original version you look at his card he has terrible stats you're wondering yeah. why, you'd, why you'd ever touch this dude he's a slow burn master he collects upgrades he ends up with more abilities than anybody else in the game really yeah but every turn he puts on a new ascendance upgrade he gains new abilities and then once you hit turn three or so it's like a shotgun you just you just shoot him out he goes hyper aggressive
0: Yeah, the the times that I've played him, which has probably been about four or five times, if you can't kill him within one activation or early in the game, like turn one or two, uh, then he's almost unkillable just because his stats get severely better. He Mm -hmm. does a lot more. I mean, there's times where I've had him down to one health, and then next activation he shoots back up to full. Absolutely. It's just, it's so crazy with once he hits that kind of Super Saiyan mode,
1: turn three, it just, mm-hmm. it turns on. Plus, of course, I mean, the, arguably the most famous thing about Yan Lo one, is that he can bring his ancestors back to life yeah. after they've died. So it's not uncommon to see somebody just shove Izamu into the center of somebody's crew, let him wail on him for a turn or two, die, and then immediately bring him back to life
0: yeah that was one of the things that i learned pretty quickly playing against yanlo is if you don't have like anti-demise or not it's not even anti-demise because he just summons them right back but it i got to the point where i wasn't trying to kill his models i was trying to hold them up while i score points right because you just find that oh i killed this model and now it's right
1: back in my face of course, yeah, and I mean before the the nerfs from the not this recent errata, but the previous year, erratic, yeah. yeah, there there was some real wacky things people were doing there, beating their own models to death, bringing them back to life, getting multiple summons. It was, yeah, it wasn't a play style I was personally fond of, but I could definitely see why it was good.
0: Yeah, and I hated stuff like treacherous paths was annoying where. He could push your model a crap ton across the board.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you, could, you could push it 10 inches yeah.
0: turn five. Yeah. There was a game where I was playing Pandora, mm-hmm. and Jan Lo just – and she's already slow. Yeah. He pushed her 10 inches across the board into nothing, and I'm just like, what the hell's going on here? Well, yeah, your model might as well just be out of the game at that point. Yeah, especially since it was, like, turn three or four, and I'm just like, well, this is pretty pretty bad, and you right. already killed my uh, taxi, so – yeah
1: (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) walk three times feels good yeah i mean at least with pandora she could still do the classic three walk and then open the box yeah right yeah that's always good for good for a laugh he was always
0: just an interesting master because like you said it's very unconventional with the attaching and you know detaching of the reliquaries uh but his models and his crew are also are really interesting which we'll talk about after we get into the second version. So the first Yanlo plays very unique. It has Just a, a lot of yeah, it has some damage, it's moving stuff around, it's bringing your models back.
1: What is the second version of Yanlo doing? So while the first version was a slow burn, the second version he has certain requirements that no other master in the game has. Like mm-hmm. firstly you are required to hire a minion from his keyword for him to function. Period. Um, Okay. So what on his card makes you bring that? So it has to do with his reliquary because he is no longer living. He is a ghost, basically. Yeah. Yeah, So on his card, it's Ancient Anchor. Um, After deployment, attach the reliquary lane. Yamlo, upgrade to a friendly retainer model in play. The thing is... It has to be a minion because of the card, the actual upgrade itself. It's, uh, it's restricted to uh, retainer minion only. Yeah. And so what this does is it effectively turns Yanlo himself into a balloon and his chosen minion into his holder. <laughs> he's always going to be near it. Um, so every time your minion moves, he places within three of it. Um, he's got abilities on on his card that directly benefit that model like is yeah on 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 the reliquary itself it's set up so that like whenever the minion goes it's always going to do its actions and then its bonus action is literally it turning the Yanlo, asking yanlo what it should do next and then yanlo will obey it to do something
0: yeah so so you have basically one of your minions that's doing the thing and yanlo is just kind of hopping next to it just Basically telling it to do things around the board. What's the uh what are some of the best minions that you've attached this
1: reliquary to? It's been almost universally uh decided that Cominu are the best minion for are this. Those,
0: are those little metal
1: dog things? Yes, they're the metal dogs. They're uh, six cost, five health, armor two, hard to kill, take the what hit. Armor two so, is so annoying on those damn things. Absolutely. Uh the thing that really kind of sets them off though is empty vessel. So while this model has a reliquary upgrade attached, it gains plus two movement and receives a positive to <laughs> its, its duels. Damn seven move model, man. Armor 2 seven duels, move. Yeah, all its duels duels gain a positive flip. It's seven move. Oh, so, even its defensive duels? Yeah, everything. That's sweet. Just all duels, period. Okay. And like to, to to put it into perspective, so since it's move seven. On a single move. Oh shit! Yan Lo's placing. It. Damn. <laughs> he, yeah, Yan Lo places three inches next to it, so it can move seven and then place him three inches beyond. And he's the, on a forty, so I mean that's like another inch on it. Yeah, they're both on forties, yeah. so it's 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 absolutely wacky. Um, so if Yan Lo needs to be somewhere, he will be one hundred percent. Plus, I mean his uh, his bonus action, he's got a weary road, so. Yeah, there you go move it three drop a scheme marker and that's the thing every time the minion moves it doesn't matter what type of move every time the minion moves yan places next to it
0: yeah that's pretty slick oh that's even with uh even the komainu's bonus pounce on chest that'll trigger it as well
1: oh absolutely yeah if, if that's the way you want to go with it 100 percent. and of course you know that may make somebody wonder well if uh if they place every time the dog moves well can't i like shove it around and mess with their positioning well the dog has laugh off because of the reliquary so good luck with that i think the only the only way to realistically move it is to obey it
0: yeah that's an emmy miles effect so yeah you're right obeys would be the one way to get around that
1: so the next funny thing with that upgrade though is uh with most reliquaries, when a model dies, it's passed off to a model with an eight. Mm-hmm. In this case, with Release the Soul, it just goes to the closest retainer minion in play. Okay. So that, that could just jump across the entire table.
0: And then, so if it goes across the table and then that
1: minion moves...
0: Yeah, I like and-
1: there absolutely
0: okay i mean i could see there being times where maybe you kill your own model and then decide
1: to go somewhere else (laughs) well trust me uh your opponent is going to want to kill your dogs
0: oh dogs plural so you're bringing uh like two kamanus in?
1: (laughs) yeah every time okay every time
0: do you find yourself ever because it says there's a abilities on the card for that reliquary Mm-hmm. to pass the upgrade so do you ever find yourself passing it that way you can get yon to a different spot
1: oh yeah you can totally do that you can easily like you know get your dog engaged into something tie something up and then on its you know after it's two ap it can use its bonus to tell him to tell it to then throw the upgrade to the other dog if it's within six and then that that other dog can go and you can just run up off you go the off you go oh yeah easily
0: yeah, that's crazy, man. That's actually that can create some very unique play styles with that master.
1: It's one of those situations where the options are so vast and how you can use it because you could use it to toss it back and forth, just to kind of combo punch things. But frankly, it's just the the flexibility to avoid almost anything you need. You have enough speed to to dodge most things. You you have enough movement tricks to avoid most things, and with reliquaries and other movement tricks within the crew itself it's easy to just sort of be and do what you need to do without being locked down
0: yeah and i, I i'll say two things here first off there were some people concerned i did put this model together mm-hmm. the uh, new Yan lo sure. i lost his hand <laughs> it ended up in the <laughs> carpet i am happy to let everybody know who was concerned we found the hand and it is now on the model so This is not a handless Yan Lo model anymore. Uh, The second thing is I don't usually like obey masters just because I think it builds a, I'm going to bring this really good thing and then obey it more. And that's kind of like, man, okay, whatever. But I actually like this version of obey because there's a couple things on his card Mm -hmm. that make it where you want to bring in keyword, even though it's like, you would think I would want to bring all this broken good stuff to obey it. But when you look at it first off on the front of his card with lingering voice, yep. if they have the reliquary upgrade or a reliquary upgrade, there's automatically with your obey, it ignores concealment, which has always been a huge problem for obey masters. Oh yeah. And then the second thing is you get a mask and a tome built into it. Correct. That
1: seems super good. It's it's all there to reinforce using the obey on your balloon holder, basically. <laughs> nice. Because The mask is what you need to make it function. But then the tome is a trigger spirit guide. So it says non-ancestor only, which immediately makes it incompatible with any of your big named models. So it's, it's specifically designed for your minion. And what this does, it just says target gains focus one. So because of the timing on triggers, when you use this obey on your dog, it's going to gain focus before it makes its attack. Yep. Or so, you're,
0: so you're charging in, you get the focus, use it. You're probably, I mean, you're on a positive because you have the an attachment. So yep. you're double positive with Over at least time. a positive on damage.
1: Yeah, it, it is a regular occurrence where you were flipping three or more cards. And outside of those rare cases where you flip terribly or hit the black, I mean, you're oftentimes... Going to flip better than your opponent, and oftentimes you're going to hit a straight flip. So a severe five on on the standard melee, or a or a four double blast on his breath of fire. It's I mean, it's it's very consistent. It seems like
0: the keywords because if you're bringing this and you're probably bringing you know your your Izamu or whatever, it's like you have a lot Sometimes, of highly yeah. highly armored stuff that is very difficult to, like, get rid of quick, so... And it's
1: fast-moving. Yeah, Zamu himself, I would would call a... Closer to a tech pick for this crew, actually. He's something that you might want to bring into Zoraida. Anybody that's got an Obey, he's always going to be a great choice. Anything that has trouble dealing with armor, he's going to be a great choice. So so buy you. (laughs) Sure, absolutely. (laughs) But to continue... With how consistent like that damage on the obey can Perfect. be, so he has final wishes. This ability lets you look at the top fives of your uh, of your deck, discard any number of non jokers, and place in the back the rest back in any order. This is great in this. I mean, other than the fact that you can use it to disengage any sort of like deck shenanigans your opponent may have thrown on you, this is a great ability specifically for wasting crappy cards. Yeah. So, so you could rig it up and then it's like, okay, here's my obey. I'm going to flip exactly what I need. I'm not going to relent. The dog is going to now flip a one, just completely get rid of it. That way you don't have to like, cause if you were to discard those crappy cards, you're adding more variables into the flips beyond. So okay. in this case, you can you can ensure that they're getting ri- you're getting rid of them, while also still allowing you to maintain the knowledge of the rest of the cards that you adjusted.
0: Okay, and are you looking at either one of those triggers for that final wishes?
1: Um, oftentimes, you'll you'll probably start off the game using this and using guard reliquary to pull off a reliquary and toss it onto. Um, in my case, I like tossing it onto the other dog just to ensure that empty vessel triggers so that it has the movement seven and the plus flips and whatnot to help just give it a little bit of durability and movement. Yeah. get it kind of set up early game. Yeah. But I mean, this ability effectively allows you to remove Chiaki from your list. Chiaki and Yanlo one was very much almost like a tax because she had her uh, flute that you used. Is that even
0: after Chiaki got nerfed? It was still, you pretty much always brought her.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you used her to pass out the Reliquary upgrades without models dying. Ah, uh, gotcha. So in this case, like, sure, you could bring Chiaki. I wouldn't personally suggest it for Yanlo, too. I don't think she's necessary. Okay. Um, tossing out two Reliquaries turn one is cute, but after that, she kind of becomes a paperweight, in my opinion. Now,
0: when you when you're tossing out a Reliquary with this, so you're removing it from a model, and it doesn't have to be the one that it doesn't have to be the dog that he's attached to you could take it off of a model over here put
1: it on another model correct so so in this specific case with this trigger these are not pulling the the reliquaries off of another model okay it is, it is choosing a ancestor that you have hired that game and then placing its reliquary on a model within the range okay. Assume, assuming of course that that reliquary is not already on another model
0: so you're doing probably fi- – are you doing Final Wishes every
1: turn pretty much just to make sure things are set up? No. I think it's, it's turn one for sure, and then from then on out, it's more of a contextual thing. Okay. I mean, you, you flip enough cards to where oftentimes it kind of doesn't matter. So are you, you're
0: mostly doing the Obey twist reality. Do you have a lot of usage in that in the games that you play?
1: Yeah, actually a lot. I mean, since you can only Obey your dog – once and sometimes, you know, other things. Contextually speaking, twist reality is honestly the the bread and butter of this well It came from Dreamer, so that means it's broken. <laughs> Fair. It, it, it's, it's a classic. You can target defense or willpower, so you're always going to ensure that you're hitting the weaker thing. Yep. It ignores friendly fire, ignores armor and incorporeal. So big things. It's Dreamer it ignores all the things, but honestly. The real, the real spicy bits here is the triggers. He's got a hole in the world, so you want to kidnap a model, go for it. You want to, you want to throw it, you want to throw it behind a bunch of terrain so it can't be used this turn. Go for it, dude. I love doing
0: stuff like that, like especially this is pre Malifo Burns, but I would do stuff like that with like Hoffman One because you know Hoffman One's so slow, and I would just take zip up the board and I would just chuck him like six inches, eight inches. It's like, yeah, have fun not getting back to your crew for like a turn and a half. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that's
1: definitely a good trigger because you can really mess up some game plans. And, of course, his second trigger, Stunning Strike, just gives out stunned. So, I mean... It's the best I can do, man. Best condition in the game, arguably. And you basically have it on command here at 8 inches away. You could... I mean, hell, you could stun a stun a master and then shuck them behind a building and they could be useless, for the turn Uh, yeah i think i think
0: new players really need to think about that the fact that when you're stunned not only are you not getting your triggers but essentially i mean your bonus action cost it's a regular action now so you're essentially down your free action it especially on a master where triggers are a big deal it sucks it's it is the worst thing
1: and anyone that anyone that relies on their bonus action to use it every single turn yeah yeah Having that eat up your AP economy is the worst.
0: It is. And the crazy thing is this is a gun, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't it's like fantastic.
1: That. Don't like it, that. And, and, again, with, like, all in the world, like, anytime your your opponent's like, setting up obvious schemes, you know, like research mission or something, it's just, just, you know, just throw them away. <laughs> you have the speed to get there and the, and the means of just removing them.
0: Yeah. And the crazy thing is, when you think about this, usually the way you would want to try to counter that is like, OK, I'm going to engage them so, you know, they can't use mm-hmm. their gun. But then all you do is you go, OK, I'm going to obey the dog. It's going to charge or move or whatever.
1: Now I'm gonna place and now I'm going to shoot you. And hell, you don't even need to obey them in that situation. You can just use a wheelie. A wheelie ro- ro- <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's good. And like, it's like, hell, you're like, oh, I, you're like, oh, you, you walked up and gaged me. Great. I'm going to drop a scheme marker weary road. And now I just got detonate. And now I'm shooting you three times. Yeah. And now I'm <laughs> going to shoot you and make my dog punch you. And it, it's fantastic. And, and functionally, like offensively, there's a lot, I mean, because they're effectively two, three AP models at that point. Yeah, And the dog is almost always hitting on focus, but that, It's not to say that their speed and their ability to drop scheme markers and do schemes and function in that matter should be understated. They are the best can kickers in the game if you want to dedicate AP to that. Like, you can realistically push a can 8 to 12 inches in a turn. Yeah,
0: that sounds about right. Sounds fair.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean <laughs> like you could you're like oh, it's it's turn 4. I'm in my enemy's deployment zone. I'm just going to drop four scheme markers and set myself up for both points of breakthrough. Nice. <laughs> it's, not, it's not hard to do at all.
0: No, I definitely see that with with the options that you're having here. So, what so we talked about you're probably bringing a couple of the commandos, news, commandos, news, commandos news. That's my problem with some of these keywords that where they start leaning into the 10th Underworld. I'm like, I'm going to butcher this, but cool. I like it. Uh, what are some of the other models that you're bringing when you're hiring in, in Yonlo 2 specifically?
1: The most common collection of models that I've been bringing and I've noticed have been fairly common online as well. Of mm-hmm. course, you bring the Soul Porter, which amazing totem, by the way. Like a lot it's of people... Anno- it's annoying a lot of people don't don't pay much attention to this little this little shit but when he's moved six incorporeal. he's got a two-inch reach and he can just tell ancestors to take a walk without it being a walk they just move their movement it's amazing
0: yeah the two-inch reach is the annoying thing because it ties up models that just it shouldn't tie up Uh, Mm -hmm. so you're doing like break the line and you just stick this on you know a strap marker definitely annoying uh I don't know if you bring this crew into symbols, but if you
1: stick them on a symbol, that's annoying. Oh yeah. Uh, um I brought I brought him in symbols last time I played them, actually. And again, fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, so definitely yeah. the soul porter it does work for two soul stones.
1: <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. Insignificant, like so it doesn't yeah, it's amazing. As for the actual meat and potato models, uh it's no surprise to anyone that Manos is coming in this crew. But um,
0: that's crazy, man! Yeah, oh, yeah. Is... Who, who would have thought?
1: Um, Manos, fantastic! It's—I mean—he needs no introduction. He's one of the best henchmen in the game. Yin is extremely common. Again, another quick as shit model that can interact three times if needed, just because she has dark bargain,
0: um, and is a disgusting looking model slash creation
1: yeah yeah she she is one of the most disturbing models in the game that's one of those models where it's like i'm just gonna put blood for the
0: blood god technique paint on it and just that's it that's all you need
1: though the funny thing is like she flies so it's either is the
0: thing i never understood i'm like how is this spinal column with organs and hair like is the hair a propeller
1: that's what i think yeah, I, I always think it's either, either the hel- hair is a propeller or or the ribs just vibrate very fast. <laughs> it's like a like a hummingbird. First two picks already, extremely quick, super good at scheming. Again with Manos, I mean he 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 hits like a truck if you need him to, or he can just shoot out and pulse out staggered at range. I mean, never yeah. never bad. He's fantastic. Whenever, whenever you want it. Beyond that, I really enjoy bringing Kenshiro. The uh, the new model.
0: So I was actually going to ask you about this because I've been playing uh, Vix Twin Blades. Sure. And this model, I'm I don't think it has a great spot with the Twin Blades and the Vix. Uh, so I'm definitely curious to see how you're you're use, utilizing it in uh, in Yan Lo. Low.
1: I mean, he's I mean he's another relatively quick model just because of battle tempo in a crew full of quick models. Yeah. So that's not necessarily what you need him for. I find combat tactics to be invaluable. Honestly, they, they take pressure off your hand in situations when you don't want to dedicate one of your high cards. Um, of course it can bite you in the ass. I mean, in my most recent game, I flipped a one and then I was like, okay, I'll tactics. And then I flipped another one.
0: Hey, I, I know all about it with that. Buy you two card, man. It, it happens.
1: Yeah. It happens, but there's also times when I flip a 1 and then I immediately flip a 13 afterwards and I just won that duel. So, like, honestly, like, fleet of foot can be great, especially if if, if your opponent decides they want to scrum it up in the center. Like, being able to charge around corners is something that honestly surprises the shit out of a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that was the
0: only... So, the cheating off of the top of the deck was cute mm-hmm. for Vix. Sure. And the charging around corners thing i was like that could be interesting in situations um yeah so definitely thought about it and i'll probably
1: put him on the table just to see what he feels like but it's super contextual i, I mean a lot a lot with Kenshiro. really on a it comes down to how much value you can get out of the tactic so it's a lot easier in like in a Yanlow too So you can you can pull his reliquary off and toss it on a model, so now you're getting three a turn. Yeah. So that's effectively an additional three cards in your hand. Which mind you, um, Yanlo has card draw himself. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we forgot to mention earlier, but at the end of his turn, he can remove two markers within three of himself to draw a card per marker, which it's generic card draw. I mean not card draw, but generic marker remover removal rather which i feel is extremely important in this current meta with all all these with all the damn pyre markers and shit everywhere being able to just walk up and remove it these non-destructible markers it wouldn't
0: have been as good if it was like a specific type but the fact that it's any i mean you got coffin markers you got pyre Mm. markers you
1: got pianos you got pit traps you got everything which i mean most oftentimes you're using weary road and then you're just picking up the scheme marker and you yeah. drop with that to draw a card but like against against crews like you know like your sonya's and your karas's and lady justice's everybody who's Art- been throwing Art- out <laughs> all these markers yeah like being able to just cut into all that effort they put into throwing out their markers and clearing up the gunk so you're not just eating shit the entire time it's it's yeah. fantastic but back to Kenshiro, those 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 tokens, it's it's hard to express verbally without people experiencing how how much weight it can take off of your hand. Oh
0: Especially, it definitely can. You know,
1: yeah, you're sitting there, you're like, I got three cards in my hand, I got two severes and like a nine. I don't want to use this nine. Yeah, that's
0: that's why um Somer was so busted before he got nerfed, right? Because pretty much every time you're just like, Cool, that didn't go off. I'm gonna cheat off the top. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And you just kept doing that. So if you haven't played against it, I definitely if you play against the Emissary for Bayou, if you play against Somer, he kind of does it now, but it's kind of lame. And then this now with these uh, combat
1: tactics, it's very similar for sure. Plus, it's not uncommon with the dogs where you're like, okay, my hand's kind of drained right now. I hit you for straight damage. I flipped a weak you know what? Let's just try again. What else, it, what else we got? It can't, can't get any worse than this, you know, unless I yeah, black, you know. Yeah, you know. But yeah, um, I can definitely see that. Honestly, if your opponent is not wise enough and let their master get close to this dude, turn two, he's removing their hand. Oh, the ma- master tactician? Master tactician is dumb, honestly. It, it there, is. Like the first the first and time I've stat, had a it is a stat seven, so that's pretty dangerous. Oh yeah, it's 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 probably gonna happen. Um there's like two masters in the game that could reasonably avoid it. But yeah, I, I I've had situations where people played against this dude for the first time that let him get close. I win initiative turn two, he uses it on them twice, they randomly discard four of their cards from their hand. They're done for the turn. I can see that because they're
0: discarding a card at random, so that's gonna be two if it goes off, and then there's a trigger where they can discard a card instead to have you gain two tactics tokens, which is also great for
1: you. Yep. Yeah, okay. you, you can dump a crappy card to gain effectively two random new cards for your hand. It's, it's pretty great. And like reverse momentum, his melees, it's, it's nice. I mean, it's stat seven. Um, one, two, three damage isn't crazy, but he can move people. So if for whatever reason, there's a hazardous marker or something there that you can want to shove somebody around in, he can do it. He's incorporeal. And with a ram, uh, yeah, a ram trigger. I mean, he he ignores armoring corporeal and becomes a min three beater. So that's not terrible. It's not bad. It, it's it's it's
0: come up randomly for me. Yeah, and I'm also looking at the bonus actions. You have New Horizon, which is good for just getting your, you know, it's like oh cool, I'm going to do detonate charges. Let's throw you know a scheme over there. Mm-hmm. But also, have you gotten any use out of that seeking the blade? Where basically. After you resolve a melee action, you get to look at the top two
1: cards. Yeah, honestly, it plays into his tactics tokens. So, like every time that that thing goes off, you take a pop at it, and you're like, okay, well, the first card kind of sucks, but the next one is good. I know that. (laughs) All right, I'm just going to punch you, and I'll use a tactics token. Flip the next one. I know exactly what I'm getting. Okay, there might you know you you might be talking me into trying this a little bit more. You know there there's some there's some legs here. Yeah, he's he's fun so long as you know your opponent doesn't alpha strike him out of the Just exhibit. delete him? <laughs> yeah. It looks like game. the only thing he has is
0: uh, just Incorporal. That's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, I mean, stat 6 on his defensive willpower is great. But yeah, incorporeal is only going to take you so far. Of yeah. course, in Yanlo, there's always the options of tossing somebody's uh, Reliquary on him, so if you bring Izamu, you could just give him armor. So, min 2 attacks do 0 damage now. Makes me sad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. And what do you think about his uh, about his reliquary?
1: His reliquary is actually something I enjoy tossing on the second dog. Okay. Gives me the extra tactics token, but also makes it so they can ignore severe terrain. So, I mean, sure. when they're move why, seven. Why not? Move seven, ignore terrain. Seems good. Yeah, they get to the run through models, too. So, I mean, like that's neat. i don't know if that's the way i would word that and of course in speaking of the dogs again in rezzers like I'm, i'm starting to i'm coming around on this like i used to really love putting grave spirits touch on the dogs just because now they're also terror 11 and regen 2 um which on a model that has positives to every every duel it does is kind of dumb and it's got hard to kill so I mean, you could do that, but um, it also gets expensive real quick with the crew because yeah. if you add those in, you have, like, three stones left. So I'm not so sure on it. See, I think the last model in the crew is Sun Quang. Everybody Sun Quang tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, Sun's always been fantastic, even when they took away his precious defense seven. He's just I mean, it's it's really not much to say about Sun other than the fact that I mean, he he hands out distracted enemies, he heals everything, and he heals everything. Yeah, this
0: is this is a model that's just it's a good utility piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has he's a trigger on every suit for his range eight attack. Yep. Yeah, he can heal stuff. He can get fast if you do assist, which. In a lot of games with a lot of these conditions that are getting put out, I mean, go ahead and put some injured and some fire out. That's going to be good. Oh, absolutely. It has don't mind
1: me, which is super good in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's a good model. Plus, I mean, since Yan is placing so often, if he gets up into the scrum and Yan, you know, moves because the dog took the hit and he places next to, well, they're they're both going to place next to sun quang they're now both getting shielded so again you know shielded with armor amazing shielded with incorporeal amazing and of course there's healing droughts so yeah it's like oh no you got my dog to hard to kill well he's going to activate and go above it now thanks
0: sweet (laughs) have fun attacking him two more times So, you, do you ever find yourself taking the uh, crappy little take-the-hit minion? Are you
1: talking about uh, the Gokudo?
0: I am talking about, I think, the Ashigar- Ashigaru? Ashigaru, yes.
1: Oh, Ashigaru. Not really. Honestly, I only really consider the Ashigaru in two instances. Um, A, if you bring Toshiro, and B if you really need to defend yourself against an alpha
0: um yeah so if you think if, if you really succinct out that they're they're coming like hot and heavy and they're gonna hunt for that head assassinates in the pool bring this
1: just to cover yourself or if they drop Terra. i mean yeah yeah if, 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 if tara 2 is coming i'm probably gonna bring one of these things because i'm gonna need it to defend me against that so, stupid kidnap
0: I don't know if everybody heard from that one episode where Chris was bitching a lot, but he doesn't like Terra 2 in the kidnapping thing.
1: <laughs> take the hit stops that. <laughs> yeah yeah, take the take the hit stops that um, extended reach though is what the, yes. the that's what the Ashgaru brings specifically that are great. I mean, of course, Manos also has it so you can kind of like set up a bit of a wall there. You could you do take the hit. I would not want to take the hit with my Komanyu and let that get buried, though, because if that thing dies while buried, you're not getting Yan Lo's reliquary back. Something. So, too how, cool. how,
0: so, how does that work? Since it's buried, you don't get it because it can't give it to
1: anybody because it's buried? Yeah, because Release the Soul says that uh, the upgrade goes to the closest friendly retainer minion in play. Ah, uh, and if there's it's, nothing. Yeah, it's buried. There's, it can't go to anything
0: yeah that's why Buried's so stupid, and I hate myself for playing it <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also, Yanlo can't pass out his own reliquary because that trigger says another retainer gotcha so if it's if it's taken out that way it's it's gone forever, and Yanlo becomes a real sad boy because he's only got two move, and i mean he's he's basically a a fish stuck out of water at that point, yeah.
0: So looking at kind of Yonlo two, I mean, everybody knows Yonlo one, if, if they haven't, there's a lot of people that have done a lot of talking about the first version, but this second version of Yonlo, where do you like dropping it, and Where do you like playing it? Like what kind of strats is this keyword really strong into and what kind of
1: schemes do you usually like to do with them? I think symbols and break the line are my two favorites with sounds about right this version and yeah i mean i can cover all the distance i can interact as many times as necessary i mean frankly with with yin and manos alone i mean they could do almost all the scheming you need just them i and mean you I, could use yanlo and the dogs just to cause problems for your opponent trying to get their points Easily, yeah. Like, like my last game, Manos collected all four symbols by himself, and one of my dogs punched the Noxious Nephilim to death in a single activation.
0: Aw, oh, that's a sad
1: Nephilim. <laughs> well, I mean, three focus punches will do that. Yeah, it's, I think it's only, like, defense four, too, so it's yeah, not it's super Yeah, defense hard four. There's, like, like, 11, 12 health or something like that. That is a
0: that is a mopey-looking model. I mean, it's kind of, it's just kind of like a derpy mopey boy. But it's kind of cute. It does some fun things. I played against it the other day, too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's one of those ones I feel like uh, you need a little bit of testing with to really get the most out yeah. of it. Yeah, and I definitely
0: – I can confirm what you say because Dixon did play against Yanlo, too. And yep. he said that it's mobile as hell and loves Armor 2 and Armor 3. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You can you can totally do that. He, uh, he played against uh, one of my local Michigan guys but who also – plays yon but he does it in uh thunders specifically um so if you're curious if there's any like advantages or disadvantages i mean admittedly a lot of people can just play the same crew on either ends and you'll be fine yeah i mean i don't think there's any arguing that rezzers have the better upgrade so you could you know do the whole grave spirit touch thing on the komainu and make it dumb but whispers stupid do Oh yeah, the yeah the whisper is yeah it, yeah you can how I mean how you could throw that on there, and since it's a minion, it it, it puts uh, willpower attacks at a negative. So like yeah, <laughs> you could use that against you know any heavy willpower crew to really try and defend your komanu in that situation. Yeah, what kind of
0: schemes do you like? Are you bringing a lot of like breakthrough? Are you bringing spread them out? What
1: are you liking to do with this crew? Uh, yeah, any anything that requires you dropping scheme markers pretty good it's easy here um yeah detonate charges is is fairly simple you could literally just walk up have them drop one weary road drop the second one done um yeah like we mentioned previously he can drop four schemes in your opponent's deployment zone and just walk away and there's both points of a breakthrough Spread them out, yeah, you could do that pretty easily with with how much leaping and movement this this crew has. it wouldn't be difficult whatsoever. yeah, honestly, yeah, anything anything with scheme markers, I mean, you, I mean you could you could do the fighting too. I mean, you have potentially multiple Min three models, you you have regular access to moderate and severe damage through the dogs. I mean, if you want to beat something up, I mean, it's not hard to do. How easy
0: or hard is it to actually like if I was gonna focus down Yan Lo, the Spirit Walker,
1: how easy is it to actually kill that model? It depends. Um, if he has Azamu's upgrade on him, it's gonna take a minute.
0: Because he's his stats are pretty dang good. He's defense six, willpower seven, yes, corporal. And if you give him that upgrade, he has armor, right?
1: Yes. My opponent in my previous game was playing Nakima 2, and okay. he managed to kill Yan Lo, but it was not super direct. It was a whole bunch of thrown-in shockwaves that target movement because, I mean, he's movement 2. So that's going to hurt him pro, pretty quick.
0: No, oh, shit, he is only movement <laughs> 2. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that's, that's why he needs his balloon holder. Otherwise, yeah. he's just sort of stuck in the water. Yeah, if if you manage to like take out his dog or, or get in there in such a manner to where he can't use the dog to block hits, I mean he'll he'll melt like any other defense six incorporeal model. Um he doesn't want to use his stones on defense if he doesn't have to. He'd much rather use those for triggers and you know, being a disruptive force. But honestly, I think it's less about being able to put out the damage necessary to kill him it's more so about holding him down long enough to kill him before he vanishes
0: yeah i definitely see that because for example i just i played von Schill the other day and he actually did die it's because i mm-hmm. dove him super far sure. and i was two activation i needed two activations to save him essentially mm-hmm. i needed to put an upgrade to get the you know you got i got your back trigger yeah. Um, and then I needed to activate that model. However, in your situation, you can pretty much save him as soon as you see they're diving super hard because you'd be like, OK, I need to get him out of there, you know, activate the dog or move the dog in some fashion and then place him. And now he's hopefully out of harm's way.
1: Yeah. And I mean, with with Sun there and Bedside manner, I mean, it's it's not too hard for somebody to yeah. dive in on him and just like, OK, I'm just I'm just going to pull him back, you know, well, now. What are you going to do?
0: Yeah, that's if you if you played against Parker before, you realize how annoying that bedside manner can be. Oh, it's amazing. It right, you so, guys with entire
1: well, activations.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so frustrating. We're like, well, balls. <laughs> what am I going to do now? So looking at it, we kind of got what he, what he's definitely good at. What are some things that counters what this version of Yon is trying to do? Pretty well, I imagine. Gravity Well can be something that can be annoying for you to work around just because of all the placing.
1: Yeah, Gravity Well is, I mean, one of the best abilities in the game. And in this specific situation, yeah, it's it's going to screw him up if uh, if you're wanting to stick around there. But of course, it's not too hard for him to nudge the dog and get himself outside that aura. like we Like we previously mentioned, burying the dog and killing it is a great way to do it. Anything that targets a movement is going to just give him a terrible time. Of course, so your standard be
0: a problem. What's that? Shockwaves could be a problem there. Then, if oh yeah, shockwave.
1: Shockwaves could kind of suck. Um, of course, in most of those instances, they do two damage. So if he fails, he's taking, taking one. one damage. You know, and if he has armor, I mean, he could theoretically just ignore all the damage from some of those shockwaves. So yeah. I. I wouldn't put a pin on that being a super reliable way of doing it. It really depends on list composition. Anti armor specifically for killing the like if you can kill the dogs like that is is, it it always seems to come back to killing those dogs. If you can take those dogs off, you got ping damage specifically. If you can rip through and ping them to death, a lot of their their traditional yeah a lot of their traditional defenses won't matter because like having having plus flips on defense doesn't mean shit if if you're just pinging me to death with black blood or whatever various effect that you could have there. You know, miserable. Yeah.
0: I imagine also if you're playing a master, like if you were playing Jedza 2 with all the irreducible damage, that probably sucks a lot.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, they, they could two-shot him without much issue there. I mean, even then, like, uh, masters like the original Seamus, like he just blasts you with his gun and then... Walk up and you know punch you in the head and your dog's dead at that point.
0: Yeah. So and that's kind of one of the things that you got to think about when you're playing against a keyword. And I I think in this Malifaux Burns world where we have all these new titles and stuff, I I almost expect every time I play against a new master title, I'm like I'm not going to know what this does. I'm going to get got. I'm hopefully going to get them a little bit, and we'll see who comes out on top.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's the Wild West out there with it all is. these titles. I don't think Yan's going to gotcha in as feels bad way as some of these other Masters will. However, the amount of bullshit that his dogs can bring and the amount of speed will shock people and surprise them.
0: Yeah, I feel like Yan Lo is kind of like this greased-up pig where it's just squealing around and it's going to be hard to pin down or impossible to pin down in some situations. And I, I think it, cause I, I think people have been in situations where they think they've got something dead to rights. And then next thing they know, it's like 10, 12 inches across the board. And now they can't kill it. I feel like you get that situation a lot with this Yon where you think you have it pinned down. And then all of a sudden jank city comes around the corner and they're doing something else.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's not easy. It's I mean, it's not difficult to just toss Yan 12, 14, 18 inches in just the opposite direction. And then at that point, he's like, oh, he's in my backfield collecting symbols or kicking a can well, or something. That's
0: why this just seems good for certain pools, because Yan Lo can be sitting there shooting it out. All of a sudden, he draws all this attention, and you're
1: like, well, you know what? This is too much heat. I'm going to go run breakthrough, and boop, there he goes. Easy easy he he's one of those masters that like if, you, if you're playing him correctly he is going to score your points every single game yeah definitely some cool things
0: going on with this keyword so we've been talking about kind of all this jank you can do right so what is the most ridiculous line of play you've had in a Low activation so something where it's like you wanted to see if it would do this crazy thing and it actually worked <laughs>
1: Honestly, I think it really came down to, like, I, I sat there and I theory foed the whole kick-the-can deal. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds like it could be great, but how practical is it in a game? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, one of my first games with him, I threw him into, in the break the line. And, yeah, I just I walked him up there and I threw a can 12 inches across the table. I'm like, that's two points. <laughs> I have my first two points set up. Sweet that's two points like nobody is reasonably going to come over here and throw this all the way back
0: well and so i i've had games where i do that early too specifically i've played like Ulix, i played maw where you know there's a fast model that can move it not usually 12 but like eight inches up the board easy and the problem is usually then it takes a little bit to get them back to where they're relevant but honestly with yan Low, you could just be like cool now i'm gonna do this walk the dog now he's kind of back, he's shooting stuff and denying you points. And yeah, I can definitely see that being super good.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not hard to have him be basically anywhere on the table that you need him to be. It only takes an action or two usually.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see frustration with this. and But I think that's good for the game when you see something like this version of Yan Low because the one thing I've learned about Malifo when I first started playing it, I came from games where it's like, oh, I want to punch you in the face or I want to kill you or engage you. And I realized that there's a different line of play in Malifo where it's like, I'm going to not engage with you and go do this. And that balances the game out very well because if you don't have something to react to those fast models,
1: you're just kind of sitting in the middle of the board not doing anything. Right. One nice thing. Is As much as we can sit here and talk about how wonderful Yan Lo 2, or how terrible he is, depending on which end of the table you're on. I I think he's fine. Yan Lo 1 is still awesome. Yeah. He's still fantastic. And so it's one of those nice cases with the titles where the two different versions are different enough and do things differently enough. Where you can set people up and have them expecting Yan 2 because it's that new hotness. And then drop 1 and they're like, well... I prepared for something entirely different than this.
0: Yeah, and definitely I can see that. Do does Yanlo one and two run the same type of pools, or do they run opposite pools? Like, how have you found that?
1: I think Yan one is arguably better at just punching things. Yeah. Since you know, turn turn three, he turns into an, a, a hyper aggressive Min three gun blaster, basically with you know the rest of his Min three and other random nonsense he has in his crew
0: i know there's some people that i don't know if they're pissed off about malifo burns but i don't know if you've gotten the vibe that some people are just definitely feeling like a power creep effect where they're like this stuff is so good and over the top uh and there that's created some negative comments from some people but for me i think you got to look at it especially in the ways where i can drop a single keyword and if i wanted to potentially run that the whole tournament and just switch out titles and models for that keyword, which I think is really awesome that they brought into the game. And honestly, I think that there was already some good stuff in the game that we needed some more good stuff to kind of break up the traditional good stuff. If you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Like the fact that you don't have to bring yon one and you can enjoy this different version of yon I think is good for the game. That way I'm not just like, you know, wanting to blow my brains out playing yon one
1: yeah I mean it, it allows situations where like typically you could sit up, sit there and look at a crew and be like, I like this crew aesthetically. I like what most of it does, but I just don't like what the master does. Yeah. and now you have an additional option, or in some totally. cases in some cases with other keywords where they never saw a play, yep right? you know, like like Perdita, you know, like suddenly now Perdita is somebody that's in that's seriously a contender in the conversations for something people want to look out for
0: yeah and i will say that that's a great point to bring out that i love the aesthetics of the bandit keyword for parker i hate the way parker one plays i know a lot of people love him i just i find it underwhelming and just kind of meh but parker 2 i kind of see some different jank and i'm kind of like okay i can see how that could be cool and then i could play some of the models i like and I can even throw, you know, old Benny and the rats in there and do some cool rat things. So that's that I'm like, okay, that's the kind of stuff I like.
1: Yeah, and I mean Parker one is effectively just old reliable for old reliable use Old say. reliable for for a lot of people that <laughs> play the play team yellow. I mean it's like molasses, you just gotta give it time and it'll work. <laughs> Absolutely. So like the fact that now you you have an avenue in which you're now more interested in playing that keyword is, I mean, I can't see that as, be, as being a negative. I think that's fantastic.
0: And you sure. know funny that you say that. Another keyword, and I was just looking at this today, and I think it was somebody in the boring conversation, Discord was talking about Somer 2. And mm-hmm. they put a list out there and I started kind of doing some just thinking about it and looking at some of the interactions. And I was like, you know, I don't like Somer 1, this actually is kind of interesting and I think the more people dig into these keywords and start to kind of play it out, the more that we'll see that, man, I thought this was trash, but it's actually got some play into it.
1: Yeah. Like um, at Gen Con last year, when the book came out, I, I heard a lot of conversations, everybody sitting there giving their hot takes, <laughs> talking about say like Maxine 2, talking about how they didn't understand why she might be something you'd want to bring. And the conversation now is entirely different, you know. And in, in many people's yeah. eyes, why would you bring Maxine one? Yeah,
0: I'm yeah. kind of in. I don't like either version because her keyword. I'm just kind of like, man. I mean, it's I I don't like it. <laughs> There's the fact that you cheat, and the card isn't what you cheat. I bring Bo and I hate it because I'm like, wait, okay, so I can cheat this, and this is actually like a nine. Okay, okay, and then I got to do it in my head. I'm like, all right, cool, let's do this. It just was a great model, though. Bo is amazing. (laughs) I've started (laughs) using him with zip, and it has been brilliant. That dude, you want you want somebody who can lock down like an area, like a symbol, or or
1: like a break the line marker. Bo just locks Mm -hmm. it down. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's great like that, and he's got he's got funky hazardous shenanigans. He's got a heel. He can push people around like yeah. He's he's got a, a very compelling kit of abilities. Oh yeah, I got. I printed off a model from Hero
0: Forge. That is my bow model.
1: I think I saw pictures of that actually.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's good. I like it. So going back though to resers as a whole. So you say you like this keyword. Uh, is it finding a con a consistent rotation in your reser drops for the current gaining grounds that we're in? Is this like a like?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely reaching for this. Yeah, he's uh, he's very much been my uh, my bread and butter for the last few weeks or so. I mean, my, my, my four main keywords are, you know, Yanlo, Von Stuck, Kirai, and Molly. That's a decent spread of different types of keywords. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of something for everything in there. I'm, I, I'm not going to say I can, I'm going to realistically play every single one in a tournament that, I mean, a lot of that comes down to comfort levels and yeah. enjoyment levels. And I think a lot of people are going to overall, Look at a keyword. Look at the titles, and probably pick the version they like more, and just play that version of that master most of the time. Yep. And just consider, just like overall with Malifaux burns, I think a lot of uh, people's hot takes and and frustrations, I think will hopefully quell over time as people have more time.
0: Because I think, like we saw with the last Errata, I think people are starting to see where it's settling. And we mm-hmm. see where some of these like, oh, that's a problem and kind of mm-hmm. just toning that down. And now as we're settling again, we're like, oh, this is a problem. So like, I'm sure whenever the next errata is, Terra is going to be in there along with some other crap. Um, and I don't even yeah. think yeah. Terra needs like a big nerf. I just think it needs to be something with that um, that time mechanic with whatever that marker is. You know what I'm talking about, but
1: yeah, that, that needs that. to be adjusted. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I don't want to see that play style go away. I just exactly want there to be a little bit more interactivity with it. Like if it was just changed so that the the model that's being rewound back, it's at the end of their activation. Something like that would be yeah fine or in my mind. You,
0: or if you remove the marker, maybe they get unburied. Right. Something like that. So that would be cool to see as well. But looking at it, we talked about Yan Lo being good into symbols and break the line. So. If you're at a tournament, what are the other masters that you're dropping for Turf War and uh, and Corrupted ley Lines?
1: Turf War has always been one that I particularly enjoy. Molly one into. Ooh, um, that's interesting. I, I I'm a bit of a snowflake with Molly. It's just she she's a crew I'm extremely comfortable with, and I play a very elite crew with her. So I'm I'm I'm
0: curious on this though. So. I'm assuming with Turf War, you're bringing the original version. Is that right? Yes. So what do you think about the second version? Because I've heard some interesting things about that title. The second version makes me sad. That's what I've heard.
1: (laughs) I love Molly so much. But the second version is, I feel like they, they created a problem with the keyword and and how everything they do is through discards, and then they solve that problem through the efficiency of Molly 1, and then try to solve that problem again with Molly 2, but did it in a worse way.
0: Gotcha. And some of the titles do that, where it's kind of like, well, they're trying to keep it the same feel, but do it different, but it's not as efficient as the old one.
1: Yeah, like a lot of her synergies that on paper look like they should work out well, just sort of don't like, a little like, clunky. yeah. So like you want to bring, um, you'd like, in theory, you'd want to bring night terrors so that you can, you know, do, do their, their fading and, and push them a million inches and make them interact. But they have a concealing aura around them that Molly can't ignore when she wants to make them move and interact. So yeah, that's just extremely inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you like
0: using her in Turf War though? Because I know she plinks damage when you do the same action in the same activation. But how do you find her just doing well in Turf Wars?
1: Well, the crew um, has almost nothing but Men Three beaters. Yeah, old Archie boy, right? Yeah, like I, I like bringing Archie. I like bringing the Rogue Necromancy. I like bringing the Dead Rider. I like bringing okay. two Crueligans. And I give them both grave spirit touch because I like to protect protect my children. <laughs> and usually, usually Archie and one of the Kruligans will will score a lot of the schemes and such. And then, yeah, I just i I beat the shit out of things. so like i love I love the rogue necromancy bouncing between models. And Molly, with disturbing story, smacking things for three damage irreducible is pretty good.
0: So tell tell me you find somewhere to drop Philip and the nanny. You got to put it somewhere.
1: I've never played Philip and the nanny. Ah, uh, I I can understand why, but the model's cool. Like I I want to play Philip and the nanny. Like I want to love it's like, that model. Weird.
0: I want to play this model. Give me yeah. a reason to play it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, like it's with boring conversation, but also like manipulative. It feels like it's like contradicting itself, and it's in its defensive design. It's it's. Yeah. It's not something I'm I'm horribly fond of in that regard.
0: Well, what about the other uh, the other one with Corrupted Ley Lines? What do you like bringing into that?
1: You can bring Yan in that one pretty easily, honestly. You, you got, you got the, the generic move necessary.
0: Let's go with a non-Yan crew. Let's
1: say you want to be spicy. I want to be spicy in Corrupted Ley Lines. I like Von Stuck. Do you like – a lot of people uh,
0: – was it you on our Discord that was talking about you like the new Von Stuck because he's efficient? Yeah, it was
1: me. Yeah, you want to talk about that real quick? Sure, yeah. Um when when they nerfed von Stuck one, they raised a bunch of his target numbers and they they cut some of his abilities in half where you have to choose one effect or the other, you know, things along those lines. Yeah. Um they made it so you can't, you know. You can't fast up the valedictorian and launch them in and do the the classic run in kill something summon a model. Yeah, I mean you can still do it theoretically if you bring sloth and there's ways, but it's just nowhere near as Efficient. practical. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like like you need like a nine of crows or something for for the upgrade now, and that's still before you run them in and have to murder something. And considering that that von Stuck's keyword has received nerfs in the last few erratas damn near half his keyword at this point. Valedictorian himself, the Necropunk, necropunk and the Undergraduate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They also they also killed the Necro the Undergraduate in that, so they would buy your side in and yeah, and punch things. So that that left a, a sour taste in my mouth. Von Stuck two, on the other hand, requires zero resources to function overall he uh needs a six on his main ability basically otherwise when it comes to triggers he he doesn't have any that he's like gunning for he has i think two on his entire card one of which is on his melee that summons a zombie that protects him and the other one is like shit i have, I can't even remember what the other one was offhand <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter for Don't him matter. How- it doesn't matter and then i started looking at the rest of his keyword i looked at anna she also doesn't really need resources she all of her triggers are built in and other than defending herself she doesn't need stones so at that point you're like okay be so super I can.
0: annoying because she like doesn't she target like corpse markers
1: that are like crazy inches away and so yeah, she can she can target friendly undead models from eighteen inches away, ignoring on yeah, the sight, push them and blow them up. Yeah. And then her it's other bonus is targeting corpse or scrap markers within six and then turning them into a scheme marker and drawing a card. So at that point, you're just you can dedicate most of your stones into the Valedictorian getting punctures and shove asides and you know, on your heels and just beating the shit out of things. So <laughs> I I just find von Stück two to be Super interesting in that regard. Like he can hand out uh, character uh, characteristics to models, so he can do different effects to them. Um, being able to do that actually like, through the scheme markers unlocks a bunch of his keyword because a lot of them have abilities that target living only or undead only, et cetera, et cetera, and like it lets you target things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to. Like it, it makes the student of you actually have a more of a function because now I can just treat enemy models as undead. Now I can command corpse on them, things along those lines. I will say, and this is something I saw on discord and I couldn't help, but agree, but a comment was saying that like, he's great, but he's less forgiving than Von Stuck one because Von Stuck one, you can make mistakes, but still kind of fall back on summoning your amazing models. Sure. Von Stuck two, it's, you, what you bring is what you get and you got to make the most out of it. And there's, Oh man, you got to play fair Malifaux, Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. That's man. When
0: summoners got nerfed, I was like, Oh man, everybody's sad. Cause now you got to play like the rest of us. It's like, Oh, <laughs> don't feel bad. I'm not a big summoner person. Also, if you can't figure that out. Oh yeah. Summoning is just annoying. <laughs> so, Anything else you want to say about Yon 2 in general? Where do you, like,
1: in a good spot right now, even the original? Yeah, honestly, Yon yeah. Lo 2 is one of the best titles out there, in my opinion. I think Yon is easily, like, top two res or okay. keywords. And one strong thing that's pretty nice about him and his keyword, because his keyword is so good, because you want to bring models from it, and you don't rely on out-of-keyword models, there's been a lot of talk about bands format recently, and one strength going into bands is being able to not have to rely on those out of keyword picks, not not needing that one specific model from that one keyword, or you know bringing that one second master and creating some dumb combo. Yeah, Jan Lowe is entirely self sufficient within his keyword if you need be. Yeah, there's been a lot of
0: talks about stuff like that. Uh, I I would be interested to see people start doing it more instead of just talking about it, being like, all right, we're not going to run second masters. We're not going to, you know, you can do X amount of points out of keyword. Another one, we got tournament that we're going to, and this isn't so much with banning, but it's a specialized event where it's like, Okay, we're going to do these three strats, but we're going to mix the schemes up. So some of the schemes are actually from uh, season one or two, or I think even zero, a couple of Mm -hmm. them are. And one of them are going to be randomized because it's an Easter-themed tournament. So you don't know which one of the schemes you're going to get. It's going to be randomized that, you know, when you're picking schemes, that you just got to open up the Easter egg, and that's one of the schemes you got to take. So... I think getting more creative as TOs and being like, okay, I'm not going to totally say never second masters, or I'm not going to say totally never this, but let's switch up the format and maybe challenge ourselves a little bit to not just bring the busted jank that everybody likes to bring.
1: It does seem like the entirety of Europe is pretty against second masters as a whole. Um
0: people people apparently
1: think I bring
0: second masters a lot. I'm like, I can count on one hand and it's always been zip. It's either been zip or maw. Right. And I've probably done it less than five times. I really don't like doing it.
1: Yeah, I I'm personally not not horribly into it. I, I like playing in keyword whenever possible. Yeah. I mean, like I enjoy the theming. Like to me, out of keyword picks it was always like, okay, I need this one specific tech pick to cover this one thing and like that's that's not against people that enjoy mixing and matching and doing their crazy things like it's it's totally awesome it's just not particularly my style with it all right last question for you
0: Zach and i, I think this one cuz you you seem to talk with a lot of people about Malifaux. so i think you might have a cool answer here so what is a keyword or a title so it could be a keyword or a title that either nobody is giving a lot of love or attention to or a lot of games to that you think is a really good keyword or title.
1: It's a bit of a tough one, honestly, because depending on where you're looking, a lot of things are getting talked about.
0: I'll, I'll kind of go first here, and I'm sure. going to go back to that Somer, the, I think it's what, Lootmonger is his keyword. And I, I will tell you in the Bayou community, people have talked about trying to get the Lootmonger to work. Mm -hmm. Um, but i don't think anybody's put a ton of games into it yet but looking at kind of what he does as far as like schemes and things especially with the white rabbit company model that's going to be coming out and you can bring stuff like just throw a couple good old boys in there with like georgian Olaf and lenny and the fact that he's just he can count a model as a scheme essentially he can summon these little gremlins He can ignore the insignificant rule, which is just good in general for his keyword because then you don't have to bring the criers because usually in his other keyword, you would bring a crier or summon a crier, have the crier then obey this model to go do that. And it's this bubble crew. This one actually can be a weird kind of somewhat stretched out dropping a ton of scheme crews. So I'm actually kind of really interested to Give him a try and I think Gremlin Raid is probably a really good action on this card that just it seems good pillaging, picking up scheme markers, um, throwing junk just like the Hodgepodge Emissary. So I'm, I'm definitely I think this version almost fits probably not quite as good as like Lowe, but if you have a good scheme pool where it's like cool you got Detonate, cool you have spread them out. I think Somer might be an interesting pick into that. Mm-hmm. So when I go back to
1: Bayou, that's going to be one of the ones I'm interested to try. And honestly, like, overall, I feel like a lot of the, like, for the longest time, I thought people were sleeping on Yanlo, too. I just thought he was, he was just weird. Right there. Yeah, he was just weird enough to where people weren't really talking about him. And it seems like only more recently, he's suddenly starting to blow up. And I don't know, maybe if I'm not in enough channels, I feel like, shit, things like, I feel like people should be talking about Pandora too more. She's dumb.
0: She's. I think. I think people. I think neverborn players have talked about her. I will say, coming from Captain Con, when you see her played, you're like, "This is stupid." (laughs) And yeah, it's like cool. You get adversary on Pandora. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, she has luck thief. This is great. This is fantastic.
1: Like I've I've played Pandora two one time. And it was probably the grossest experience I've ever had in Malifo because I set up with the mysterious emissary, hungry land markers. I had I had candy and a sorrow over there, and I was playing against Nakima. And this was before the uh, the changeling got nerfed, so he had that in the crew. Targeted that thing, gave it hazard, shoved it up in there. And so when Hayridden activated, it's like, okay, you're going to take a damage from activating near the Sorrow. You're going to. The gain, sorrow suckers. <laughs> you're going to gain stunned. Discard a card from activating near Candy, which means since you gain stunned, you're taking another point of damage. And since you took damage from Misery within 10 of Pandora, she's going to push you too. So you just got pushed within two hazardous. Yeah,
0: and you can summon aversions too, you can summon your totem back. Yeah, it's, it,
1: it's, it's crazy. So, yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, this dude just activated and took four damage just for activating. And now you're engaged with a sorrow standing in two hazardous. So, you're just dead at that I, point. W-
0: I would be worried about that, but I'm playing Von Schill 2 a lot. Mm-hmm. And Von Schill 2 is a super good hard counter to her.
1: Oh, yeah. Any, one, anything that can yeah. ignore
0: hazardous or any of that shenanigans. Uh, you know, more stunned yeah and and then if he's engaging a model all your models ignore negatives Mm -hmm. so you can straight up shoot pandora in the face it doesn't matter
1: yeah and that's fantastic
0: but i think i think you're right until people play against it Mm -hmm. I i don't think they realize how strong it is now is it busted i don't know if it's busted but it's really good
1: like, it felt pretty magical Christmas land that I was able to set it up, admittedly. But even without things like that, I mean, the fact that she can summon her already amazing minions, like, it's yeah. it's just so... It, it was literally, like, I had, like, made a checklist in my head of what I wanted Pandora to have, and they gave her basically everything.
0: Well, and keep in... I think, Zach, you got to keep in mind, too, that Pandora has always been one of those keywords where it's it's literally it's a keyword designed to cause a lot of anguish and pain and effects. And you're, you're not playing a normal game of Malifaux there. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be one of those keywords that until you play against it, same thing with this title that you're not going to have the answers to it. And it's going to feel super busted the first couple of times you play it. Mm -hmm. But then once you're like, okay, I have this keyword that can kind of work around that I have this model that can tech, you know, some of these conditions and stuff. And, and you, you, people will figure it out, but I definitely agree with you that people probably need to be, if you're going to an event specifically, you need to be like, how am I going to deal with Pandora?
1: Oh, absolutely. And honestly, like, like another one I wish I would hear more about, um, like I'm kind of, I'm really curious about Leviticus too. I feel yeah. like, I feel like Tara has taken up so much of the spotlight that most of the other outcasts have been kind of looked over. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of
0: it's kind of interesting. I think you're probably right there. The Outcast Discord on the Weird Channel is pretty good about talking about most of the titles. I I agree though. Levy two, I think people are interested in. I don't know how much I, I'm going to try it. I think actually with this new the Easter sale that's coming out, I think I'm going to buy the Avatar that has the old Levy um, on a fifty on a horse and i think i'll buy that instead of new model and just slap it on the board and see what it does
1: yeah he's just a, he's just got really interesting hiring restrictions that i'm i'm curious to, to to see when people actually solve that puzzle and figure out what exactly are like optimal picks and-
0: Nixon's seen it a little bit he's saying basically you're bringing the um dead rider you're bringing the pale rider and then most of it from that point is in keyword and versatile sure um, whatever mix people have been seeing i would probably throw the uh mechanical rider in there too just for card draw mm-hmm. but that's right unfortunately my my boy the hooded rider won't make it
1: i love the hooded rider a cool model he's great he, he was one of my og kind of like beaters when i first got into the game with dreamer yeah yeah, he's
0: solid, but those other riders just tend to be nuts. It's, yeah, I was about to say, it's hard to compete with the
1: Dead Rider and and the Guild Rider. <laughs> the, Pale, the Pale Rider and the Dead Rider have been nerfed, and they're still good. Yeah, I mean, you can't keep them down. I mean, I mean, shit, the, the Dead Rider, the one he's the one I have the most experience with, is effectively a 3 AP Min 3 model. I do right? wish
0: that they had a better model for the Dead Rider. I think the skeleton dude is very underwhelming on top of that thing. Um, yeah. I think we could do something cooler with it.
1: I mean, you can do a million different things with skeleton zombie yeah. dudes.
0: So, yeah, I think I think we're kind of at a good spot there, Zach. Um, any uh, any quick shout outs or anything you want to plug real quick uh, as we wrap this thing up?
1: Uh, I, I guess shout out to my local Michigan players. Shout out to you guys for having me on. Sign up for the Patreon. Throw a couple bucks these guys way. And uh, I think we have a tournament coming up next month. Don't have the yep. date yet, though. I think I think we're still working on that. But we're gonna have a, a tournament up in uh, the Grand Rapids area of Michigan. If anybody can uh, look into that. Yeah. How many people you usually average at your at your tournaments up there? It's usually eight plus. It depends on weather and and such. Um, we we did pretty decent. We had our uh, Michigan GT last year, where we had like. 12 to 16 or so landon came up for that one and it was a good time
0: yeah and i was gonna say if you end up and this goes to anybody that's throwing these events uh if you have more than eight players make sure that you guys are registering that to the uh faux tour you can do that either on facebook or their uh they got a website up right now and uh if the reason you want to do that is because at not the end of the year but in Labor Day weekend in September is when the Nova Open is, and that's when the Foe tournament's going to be. It's the Thursday, Friday of the uh, Nova Open. And then, of course, the regular Malifaux Tournament will be Saturday and Sunday. But if you want to qualify for that tournament, you got to submit the event, and it will count for points as far as registering for that Masters Tournament.
1: Yeah, it just makes me sad that wasn't, uh, wasn't open for the tournaments we had done last year
0: yeah i mean they had to start at some time
1: (laughs) yeah yeah COVID kind of screwed everything up
0: yeah well i mean i was i've actually been trying to get that going i've been talking with craig i've been probably bugging craig for about a year because i've i've been telling craig it's like dude we've been going to tournaments again since probably probably october 2020 we actually went to a tournament in october of 2020 just because Georgia and Florida and stuff were pretty open at that point, whereas some of the country was still freaking out. So pe- the people running the FODE tournament were just like, yeah, but there's some places where literally they can't get a game and you'd be racking up points. So we're just trying to figure out the best time to do it. So I'm just happy that we're able to do it all now, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. I want to thank you again, Zach, for coming on. It was a lot of fun talking about this riser nonsense, as I like to refer to it as. Um, thanks i appreciate it yeah and hey if you want to be like zach and the michiganders and you want to come on and talk about your favorite keyword i i might not know what you're talking about especially if it's rezzers but i will ask good questions and try to pay attention (laughs) but uh, until next time make sure that you guys are uh yeah flipping cards flipping tables and we will talk to y'all next time i'm doing